All right. Moira the Raboisai. Here we go. Everybody here? Everybody's good? All right. Unfortunately, after 43 days, we have to thank the Rabbanishola, we're 43 days in the base Medrash. I think, something like that. Every day that we were there was a Gavaldika thing. Unfortunately, the situation at Yisrael is getting worse and worse, where the government decided to not allow weddings anymore, not allow people to congregate. Even shuls, they're allowing only up to 20 people, which means that they would really allow, want to close down the shuls, but they know they can't, people will fight it. So therefore, we feel that it makes sense to, we had our last minion, 6.30 this morning, and uh, for the time being, I'm going to give the shear for my house. Yesterday, one of the guys, one of the guys from the Hevra told me that after he received the, the notice from Noam that we are starting to shut down, he started to cry physically, not not uh, theoretically uh, or metaf- metaphorically or whatever. He literally started to cry. It's his day, it makes his day, and I think there are other people that feel like that as well. I certainly feel like that, so here we are again. Hopefully this time it doesn't last as long as the time before. Hopefully this time we don't have the same amount of damage and... Uh, we get through this easily and quickly, and we'll be back in the Bisa Medrash, Bimheira Biyamenu, and we'll all be together, and everybody will be able to join us. Today's shear, we have four sponsors. Uh, sponsor number one, Shear Greenfeld, Lezeche Nishmas David Bemardechai. I think he told me yesterday that this was his wife's boss or something. So it's an amazing thing that he's sponsoring. I think that's what he told me. Sponsored also by Shloimi Rosenberg, Lili Nishmas, Moras Chava Bas Yaakov Halevi Oleha Hasholim. Listen to this, dear Belly. I'd like to sponsor this beautiful share for Tuesday morning, Tezvav Tamas, that you so eloquently deliver and really make our day for learning Torah Hashem. Special thanks to official caterers for sponsoring the turning of the daf. The story you told about Amir La'akum Shvus has an ending where the individual told the guy he's 100% right, but being that you did not chap what I was trying to hint to you, so that's the pshat, so that's pasha like a behema, and a behema there's no shvus, and I have the right to say, put it on. The daf is sponsored Lili Nishmas, our beloved mother, who is from the first students of Sara Shnir. Maras Etel Basarav Yisrael, Shloyma, Zuchrein Levracha, Zuchrein Olevracha, Tezvav Tamos, Lili Nishmas, Rechaim HaKadosh, Rabbeinu Chaim, Ben Harav Moshe, Zuchusa Yogan Aleinu, sponsored by the Shol Perlstein family of Borough Park, Yeshur Koyach. And finally, sponsored by Harry Shalom for his wife's grandfather, Rufur Shloyma, of Avram ben Esther, an incredible, God-fearing man who is 95 years old and tested positive for COVID. 
Look at this. Everybody, I want to show you something insane. I printed the picture because I was very impressed. If you look closely, look at his eyes. Look at that. What do you see? I see Gdusha. That's what I see. He's one of the last generation that came to Israel from Morocco. His dedication to Hashem is incredible. He still goes to Shul three times a day, and he's the first one in Shul every day for Vesikin. He never, I'm choking up again, like I choked up last night, I read this last night. He never saw his wife's hair in 75 years that they were married. Unbelievable. Incredible man who zoichet to see four generations sacrifice so much to move. Is it, is it because I, we moved out of base medrash? I'm like this. No, because last night I was in the base medrash. Look at this. I have tears in my eyes. This people, G'dayshim. He hasn't seen his wife's hair in 75 years that they were married. Ah. Oh. Rabbi So we have a, uh, we have a, what do you call it? We have a, a big, uh, a big thing today. I see Gary. We have Ellie Dykeman. Hold on a second. Tech support. Hello. Nobody talking. Hello. Gary, if you're gonna call me, at least speak. Shine, incredible man who zayichet to see four generations sacrifice so much to move with two babies, one newborn, to the Holy Land in 1956. Psh, it is a hard thing to move with a little child. Anyways, a kodesh. Vasikin, now look again at his eyes. Look at this. Now, there is one more sponsor, Aboisai, today. The fifth, this is a record. Eli Dykeman is also sponsoring Luschos Dorachayim HaKadosh. Lilu Nishmas Dorachayim HaKadosh. Is that what you wanted to tell me, Avi? Okay. No phone call necessary. So, Yishkoyach Eli Dykeman for putting us over the top. Five sponsors in one day. Givaldik. The money is going to good cause. My wife needs a new car. Nah, I'm just kidding. This is for all, for the, for all the stuff that we do. It actually, all this money that comes in does not cover our monthly expenses. Forget about that. We have other stuff in the, in the building and everything else. So, Yishar Kayach, everybody. We are holding Daf Today's daf kuf chof gimel, and we're holding the top of daf kuf chof gimel. Everybody say. They, I spoke to them. I think that's what they want to say that Elliot Dykeman sponsored. That's what they wanted. What is that? So get on the phone with Gary and ask him what he wants from me. So when we were doing Zoom the first time around, we were at 140, 150 people a day. And it went down a lot. I'm hoping that it's because, hold on, Gary again. So it must be something else. Hello? You can't hear Right, I can't hear you. Some, something's wrong with my speaker. So if you want, you can come here and take care of it. But I can't hear you. You hear me, that's, that's what counts. And all your jokes have to be in... Fine, he said he might come over. Okay. I... Yeah, so we were doing great on Zoom. So let's take this as a chizuk. As... Naftali Rishel told me yesterday, he was schmoozing with somebody, and everybody, and the person was saying, look, Corona made us weaker in Yiddishkeit. People davening shvacher, they're learning less. And he said, no, there's a place called MDY, and they're doing better. 
So let's talk and do better. Let's bring more people. We're at 93 people on Zoom right now. We need 150, 250. We have to go higher and higher. We've got to get more people. All right. So I have a Shiloh for you. A pot that we cook in. What, what, what kind of kli is it? Is it a kli shemalachte heter or kli shemalachte iser? You cook in it. So cooking is an iser. It's also the cooking. But people like to store things in their pots. A lot of people leave their soup, let's say, in the pot and they put it into the, into the refrigerator. They'll, they'll store things in a pot. So that storage is a melachta What is a pot? That's one question. And then I mentioned this yesterday. I looked it up again. Very interesting halacha. Am I allowed to take my chair? Stam a chair. Here's a chair. I don't know if you can see it. Here's a chair. Could I go like this on Shabbos? Could I move my chair on Shabbos? Stam. Why? Because I feel like it. And the short answer is no. You cannot move Kalim, even Klishim Lachdilahetar, for no reason. Okay, so let's just see what's going on here. We, we're dealing with these amazing halachas of Muktzah. And yesterday we finished off saying that according to Rabbah, that we're talking about a hammer that's made Le'isr. So let's say I have this pen. This pen is Le'isr, it's for writing, Asr. But I want to scratch my back. That's a heter. So Klishim Lachdilahetar, Le'tzayrich Gufay, no pun intended for, for my body, but I need to do a malacha with this thing, a malacha that's mutter, l'tzor gufa, a malacha that's mutter. Rabbi says, that's okay. So that's why I could take a hammer and crack open a coconut on Shabbos, even though the hammer is made to build a building and to break things, whatever, but it's, now I'm using it for a hetter, it's mutter. Says you have a mortar and pestle. Some don't pronounce the T, ah, but they're wrong. Here's a mortar. You take this guy and you crush. Crushing on Shabbos, Osir. So what is a medoicha? What's a mortar and pestle? Kli shemelachti leisur. It says in yesh boshum noisa. So that's similar to a pot that I have soup in it. You're allowed to carry the pot on Shabbos because it has something that's mutter in it. But what is the pot? The pot is really a klishim alachti l'isr. This medaycha, klishim alachti l'isr. If I have a little bit of garlic left in it after I finish crushing, then it turns into a bowl for the time being. I'm allowed to move it. Let's say I want to flip this guy over and make this a chair. I cannot use it as a chair. I, Rabbi just said, I take a klisha malachti le'isr and I could flip it into a klisha malachti le'heter because right now I want to use it l'tzorich gufay to use this medaycha for itself for a different purpose I should be allowed You're right This is a third shita in Mokta Rebbe Nechemya holds He's more machmer You cannot use a kli only for its original intended purpose so its original intended purpose is to crush garlic. And if you have a little garlic over, fine, you can carry it. That's also part of the... But to flip it over and use it as a chair? No. So to take a hammer and, and crack nuts with it? No good. Because the hammer is made to knock nails into a wall, not to crack coconuts. Eisvei. V'shavim she'im kitzevel of basar shasal You take 
let's say you take this. It's talking about some other kli that it's an Eili, that you're, you're going to squash things with it, but you use it to cut your meat on it. Use it to cut meat. Now on Yantiv, Basil will say, okay, fine, I'll make a heter. You're allowed to do it fine on Yantiv. However, everybody agrees you're not allowed to move it. Says the Gemara, okay, you want to get out of this? You want to say, why can't you move this, whatever this clear is, even though you're allowed to use it to crush your meat on Shabbos, to make chopped meat? On Yantav, I mean, but you're not allowed to stop move it. So, so in the beginning, we want to say it's like Rabbi is Machmir, and he says, you can only use, move things. Let's the original, whatever they were made for. Now I have a new muktzah. We're going to introduce a new muktzah that we didn't hear about. If you have spindles and a clothing press, a mallet, the kiv and the kapadalayu, here's a new muktzah called muktzah machmas chisarin kis. Meaning, if I have something that I'm very careful with, I don't want people touching it, I'm worried it's going to get nicked. I put it on the, on the side, I have a special place for it. This is more, this is a more chomer dike muktza. It's more stringent. It's harder to move something like that. The, I didn't see it inside in a long time, but I think the typical example is the, uh, the, the knife of a mile. The certain special kalim that I'm careful with. So these are special things. I'm not going to just take what I use in my factory and start banging coconuts with it. I need it for business. I need it for my thing. So I set it aside. I set it aside. That's muksa machmas chesarinkis. I don't want it to become damaged. I, I just remember Kiveager discussing what about a picture on a wall, a special painting, things. I don't let people use it. Even maybe a becher, but that's a letter without going into it. The idea is that it's, it's expensive or I'm careful that it shouldn't get damaged. So too, this board, this whatever it is, I don't like using this for other purposes. I have one purpose, it's to crush meat, to crush that. But to flip it over, start using it as a chair, that's not the way it's intended. I have a special place for it, a special drawer. Do not use it for that. Now, if it was a a a, a, a clay like a hammer, I don't have a special place. It's, it's on the floor in my shed. I don't care about it. That's machmas iser. So now I have to decide, do I have something heter to use it? Not heter. But a klishim malachtoi, a muksim machmas chesarin kiss. I have a special drawer for it. It hangs in it. It's in my, uh, what is it called? The, um, you know, the, the, the glass door where everybody looks at it here. It's, it's on display, but I don't just give it to my child to use, to drink from. Muksim machmas chesarin kiss. Itmar, in the Mishnah, when it says Kurnus, it says hammer, we're talking about a specific hammer of a goldsmith. Now, it means even a regular hammer, but even a goldsmith, meaning a goldsmith has a special hammer, he flattens out the gold. Certainly not like Rabbi Yehuda, that it's a special hammer for nuts. No, this is a working man's hammer. And Rav Shem Rabbi Omar Kurnoshul Besamshinu, Basamim, not Besamim, Basamim. The guy that, that he makes his spices, he has a special hammer. Now, what's the difference? The difference is that spices is food. So I don't want to just use my hammer 
on dirty things and start doing construction with it because then I can't crush my spices. It's not nice, it's disgusting. So I use it less, less so than the goldsmith hammer. If I could use this guy, this Mufunic guy's hammer, so certainly I could use the goldsmith hammer. No, maybe I could use the goldsmith's hammer. And worse comes to worse, what's going to happen? Says Rashi, he's going to get a little nick. I'll take it on the anvil, give it a bang, smooth it out, and invite your gigangin. But to use a hammer that's made for food to crush spices, People are very mockbit on it. They don't want it to get dirty with other stuff. And therefore, just because you could use a hammer to open up a coconut, the hammer of a goldsmith, doesn't mean that you could use a hammer of a basom. That's what the Gemara says. So, did I print that picture out at the end? Yeah. Because yesterday we didn't really have a picture of it. So here's from the Pirushchai, very similar to what Yoni has. And basically, it's a skewer, some sort of, I called it a toothpick yesterday. So, what's going on here? You have a, uh, a date, a fig, that's inside hay. Now, hay is mukta. You use the hay for cement, mukta. And this fruit is buried inside mukta. So, just pay attention for a millisecond. Charara over here means a cake. Some sort of bread, cake. You see the brown guy? Now, around the brown guy, there's black coals that are extinguished, but they are mukta. So, I want to get to my, my cake on Shabbos. Now, rather than moving the coals away and being over a mukta, I poke it with the spear, and then I yank it out. But what happens is, all the coals fall off to the side. Is that okay? I caused Muktza to move. Im Megula if it's somewhat... So, before we get to the spear, case number one, Mandoma number one, Im Megula if I could grab it with my hand, Muta then I could grab it. Vimlav Asa how am I going to get to it? I have to touch the Muktza. Rebbe Lezeb and Tadai Oimer, Toichavim Bekoisho Bekirkar Veminuarois Me'eleim. So that, this is his shita. You do one of these, you give it a nice poke, and you grab it. So you're not touching mukta. What's happening is you have a tiltum in atzad. You have the mukta falling off the wayside without you touching it. Says Nachman, it's perfectly okay. Ask the We have the exact case, but instead of a bread, we have a turnip. And over there, Rav Nachman says it's aser. A, a, a turnip. And the Gemara says, you're right. Rav Nachman had to take that back. It's not true. So basically, here it is. Here's the picture. If it could come out easy, you just pull it out of the ground and you don't stir up the dirt at all. That's motor. But if you have this case, it's upside down. So when you grab it like this and you pull it up, the, 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 the dirt is going to move. That's awesome. So you see that Rav Nachman holds that you're not allowed to move dirt. I, I didn't touch the dirt. The dirt moved after I moved. I'm touching my vegetable. 
By the way, this is not a, a vegetable that, that's attached to the ground. I have a vegetable detached from the ground. I put it in the ground to, to, to keep it cold. Put it in the ground. Now I want to take it out. So if I could take it out, says Renachman, without moving the ground, great. But if you're going to move the ground because it's upside down, also. By the way, Rabbi Waxman, Yishkoyach for being here today. It's a big, it's a big chizuk because we're not matzav. I know that it's hard for you to be on and you have the chavrus and everything. And there's a bunch of other people, but for you, you should give chizuk to other people that are not on. And we should all, Baruch Hashem, we're over 100 now. We have to get over 200 people. We're in a, we're in a depressed matzav. We're not in the bismedrish. Everybody's down. We've got to get together on Zoom, the Chevra learning Torah together. Yishkoyach Rabbi Waxman. All right. So, says the Gemara, obviously Rabbi Nachman had charot from the Salacha. You can move the dirt. I could grab the vegetable, dirt moved. I didn't touch the dirt, I, grabbed, I touched the vegetable. The dirt fell off on the side. That's called tiltum and atzad. Like, like this, my, so I, was, I was talking to a few people, Tamil Chachamim. I, I hope they were joking. I, I told them about a, a story that my friend tried to get up the elevator on Chavez in a hotel. He's on the top floor. So he had a great idea. He's, he waited until the doors opened up. He jumped in, the doors closed, and then he waited for somebody to call the elevator. The problem is nobody called the elevator. It was like 1 o'clock in the morning. He sat there for hours. Hours upon hours. So I said, what would you do? So people started saying, tiltum and atzad. So go like this with your... But that's in tiltal. Not in, not in, if you hold that, moving elevators also, so it doesn't help that you do with your... Slicho Mechila. Okay. Again, now I'm going to get that uh, from a certain person that wants to buy me a new phone because how come I have to use my wife's phone? No, we're not doing We're not getting new phones here. The alarm goes off, the, the, the YouTube goes down. The kids said the first day is, is a lot of fun. Okay. Says the Gemara... Rav Nachman took it back. He holds, you're allowed to move the dirt. So we had yesterday the, the pin, the needle. You're allowed to use a needle to take out a thorn. Uh, uh, what do you call it? A, nobody's here. Shem uh, a, a, a splinter in your finger. You take it out with the needle. Now listen to this. I mean, if you pay attention to what's going on here for a second, just interesting. Rava Bereid Rabba. Rava, the son of Rabba. Who's Rabba? Rav Yosef's best friend. They go together. Rabba and Rav Yosef. What are you smiling on? What's going on? You're waiting for me to cry again? What are you so excited about? I'll see you tonight. I'll get you back. So, Rabba and Rav Yosef go together. Rabba's son, Rava. So what business does he have uh, calling up Rav Yosef asking him a question? Okay, Shiloh. So Rav is asking Rav Yosef. He could have asked his father also, Galadar, right? Rabba, Oikir Harim. The one, one was knew all of Tarikula. One was the, the sharp one. Fine. And then Rabbeinu Machat Shenita Chararoi Uktza Mau. So you have, now you see before, the Gemara does this a lot. I noticed this. We used this word literally eight lines ago. Charara means a cake. And now the Gemara, just to make it fun and confusing, the first time you read it, it says, Machat Shenitel Charara. 
the, the, the needle that the cake, no, it doesn't mean cake. Harara in this instance means the eye of the needle. This is a harara right over here. And you have the oikets. You have the harara and the oikets. Okay. I'm telling you, the Gemara does it a lot on purpose. Like you won't see this word harara now for the next four months. But when it says harara one time, it sticks it in in a completely different context, in a different way, just to like, whew, okay, got it. So, so what's the shayla? It doesn't have an eye. The needle doesn't have an eye. Now what would you and I do if a needle doesn't have an eye? Usually, normal people, they toss it. They get rid of it. So if you get rid of it, what is that called? That's already muktzah machmas gufa. We didn't really talk about it. We spoke about it a lot during the Mishnah. But you have a muktzah that's inherently muktzah. A stone. A piece of dirt. It has no purpose whatsoever. So it's like a terrible muktzah. It's like the worst. Says the Gemara, Yilamdeinu Rabbeinu, what should I do? It's a Mephurusha Mishnah, our Mishnah we just learned. I can use a needle to take out a splinter. Does the splinter care? Look, he says an interesting. Does the splinter care? The splinter says, oh boy, I can't be in here any longer. He's coming with a needle. Ha, my, my, my life is over. Does he care that it doesn't have an eye to the needle? He, the, in other words, the needle is good as is. It serves a purpose. Which is very hard to understand. But what about when it comes to tumma? Shouldn't that be an indication? When it comes to tumma, I have a needle that part of it broke off, either the eye or the, the spitz, the point. Halach is, it's not tumma. Even if it had tumma in the needle, the tumma goes away. So what does that tell me? It's not a kli. Omar Abayo, tumma, Shabbos Karam, it's not a good kasha. When the Gemara Rava says it is a good kasha, we'll see in a second. Rava says, no, perhaps it's not a good kasha. Tumma, kli, maisabino. It says in the Pasuk, the words, that it has to be Kli Maisa. It has to be a real Kli from top to bottom. So therefore, if part of the Kli is missing, end of the story, no more Tumah. Lein Shabbos, Shabbos has different qualifications. You have to, it has to be something that can do something. It has to be able to, to crack open a knot, to take out a, a, a splinter. It, it, has, it has different, whatever the word is, don't even tell me now. So, fine, it's going to pop up on the screen in a second. Qualification is not a good word, but you understand what I'm talking about. So this, this needle has the ability to take out a thorn. So therefore, it's a kli, even though it's not a kli by Tumah. The person that asked the kasha from Tumah, it's a beautiful question. The Torah tells me it's not a kli. Why is there no Tumah? Because the Torah says, this is not considered a Kli. So too, it's not a Kli. It's not a Kli. You have to be consistent. It's not a Kli for Shabbos either. If it's not a Kli, it's Mukta. Meisvei, Gemara asks a question on Rava. Machat If this needle has a hole or not, it doesn't matter. In other words, it remains a Kli. And if it remains a kli, whether it has a hole or doesn't have a hole, it's still a kli. Not like what Rava said. You see, there's a huge nafkamin between Tumah and Shabbos. It's not considered a kli when it comes to Tumah. 
Tirgim Abaya, I love this. We had this a few days ago also. Abaya, who's arguing with Rava, but it comes to Rava's defense. Tirgim Rava, Alibo, the Rava, I'll explain it in Rava. Begume Askinon. We're talking about the guy has a, a gelem in Hebrew, it's easy to understand. It's the raw material. Before they poke the hole in it, before it has an eye, before it has a charara in it. So that's how you buy it. He's not ready to get rid of it because that's how he has it. So he's going to poke a hole in it soon. But right now, what is he going to use it for? Right now, if he has a purpose, he's going to use it to take out thorns, splinters. Don't we do that also? I mean, if your kid has a splinter, what do you do? You take like a sharp object or you take a... Okay, if you're smart, you have one of those. If not, you like make the, the, the finger all... Uh, you soak it in water, then you take a, you could use a pin. We do that even today. What are you saying? Mata has a, uh, what? I learned wrong. Where is he? I know, I can't hear anybody. Menachem, what are you saying? I have, I have your phone here. What do you want to say? We'll talk later. A little bit of fashla. Okay. Maybe wants to talk about the, the booze in the back. I don't know. Okay, we'll, we'll talk later. Fine. <clears throat> so, sorry. Let's go back. We're talking about the raw material without the hole and not the, without the eye of the needle. But that you hold on to because... When, when, when the time comes, you're going to poke a hole in it and you're going to use it. You're not throwing it out yet. And sometimes before you have the chance to use it as a, as a sewing needle, you'll use it to take out, to remove a splinter. But if it, it, the, the eye was broken off already, a person throws it into the recycling bin for metal. So therefore, it's not a clean anymore. Once he tosses it, he tosses it. So the difference between if it broke, you, you had an eye and it broke, then it's not a clear anymore. If it never had an eye, then it is a clear. Says the Gemara, Asuve inuko. If you have a baby born with its limbs out of place, you know, the, the legs are a little crooked, whatever, you want to straighten it out, good. So when it comes to a clear, that's called Misaken Mana. I'm fixing a clear. There's also Misaken Adam. I'm fixing a human. Now, obviously, we're not talking about that it's a pikuach nefesh. You can do this on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You want to do it on Shabbos. You feel like doing it. Rav Nachman Osir. He says it's Osir. It's Masakim Mona. Rav Shesh Shari. What are you talking about? It's a human being. I can fix a human being. I'm not giving him medicine. I'm just pulling his leg this way, that way. Whatever I'm doing. Omar Rav Nachman Disnan. By the way, I have to tell you this. Very interesting. A klisha malachter le'isr. If I have a hammer, could I give it as a gift to my friend? If I say, I'm allowed to use for a good purpose to break open a coconut. Can I give my friend a hammer on Shabbos as a gift? Forget about the, the problem of gifting on Shabbos. So, Reb Shleiman Zalman Orbach says, yes, you could give it as a gift. I thought it was a fascinating halacha. You could give it as a gift. Because that's the purpose. I'm giving him a gift. That's the purpose. But he says that Hashavas Aveda, if you find a hammer, you're not allowed to return it on Shabbos. Because that's not its purpose. Very interesting. Okay, turn the page. We're going to Dath Kuf Gimel Amit Beis, 
sponsored by official from official catering. He got so much. Look, even, even his email. Look, it's Kedai to sponsor this. He just get all that. And not only that, Mishpacha picked up on him and gave him a four-page thing. So he said, I'll prove it to you. This nan ain't oisin apiktvizin b'shavas. You can't initiate, uh, what's the word? I'm just losing it. You can't induce vomit on Shabbos. There's a, there's a terrible concept you're familiar with. A lot of, unfortunately, girls have it. You purge. You eat, you stick your finger in, no one knows what I'm talking about. No, not in his seminar, but I'm saying other things. You stick your finger in, and it comes out. Or in this case, you're taking some sort of medicine, and it makes it come out so you could eat and drink more. Terrible thing. Goisha thing. Apictizim b'shavas. You don't do it. I, it's, so, but this is not, this is not for, for, for medicine. This is just to, to, that he could eat more. So, why is it usher? Because I'm fixing the person. I'm fixing him. He had a stomach full of stuff, now I'm fixing him. So, so too, I could take the, the, the limbs of the baby. Now, what's amazing here, and again, I'm, I have to go back to Noam, because he always gives me that face when I say this. This is really going to upset him. You know what's amazing? That in Daf Kuf Mem Zayin, there's a Mishnah that says, you're not allowed to induce vomit. And the next words are, and you're not allowed to take a baby and strain out its limbs. So why in the world does the Gemara bring me a riot from vomit when there's a Mishnah that talks about this? You know how Rav Nachman knows that you're not allowed to strain out the limbs? It's not the exact same thing, but it's pretty much the same thing about a baby over there. Says Taismas, it really meant that. You're right. It meant that part of the Mishnah. It just pointed out this word over here. These are the first words. Everybody knows that Mishnah knows that that's, that's what's coming. Okay. Says Gemara Rav Sheshes, it's not normal to induce vomit, but this is normal to straighten out the limbs. This is like giving food to a baby. A baby needs it. Oh, I'm allowed to take out a thorn, even though I'm fixing the human being. He has a problem that he needs to deal with. I take a thorn, I fix his body. Says not a good raya, hosam pocket. Over there, the, the splinter is right there on the surface, ready to be removed. Like, right, we had this lotion, dam mifkat pocket. It, it's already out, it's already there. Hacha loy pocket. But over here, it's not, it's not, it's not available. The, the, the limbs of the body of the baby, it's not ready. You're fixing. You're taking it from the right to the left, you're moving it around. That's not, that's not pocket. Says the Mishnah. Konishal zesim. So we have this thing called the Konishal Zesim. A guy has a vat of olives, and he has a bamboo stick, let's say, and he, forget this whole circle here, he has a bamboo stick and he stirs his, his olives so he can bring it to the press. He needs to make them nice and soft before they can press them. So look closely over here, Yoni. You guys see this right over here? If it has a knot, that's how they learn, some people learn a little different, a knot. Basically, the, it's not a hollow tube through and through. It has a knot. So if you ever looked in a bamboo piece, you know, sometimes you have like a little, you put water in there, it's like a cup almost. It's, a, it's five feet long, but it'll have like a little, a little knot in there that doesn't allow liquid to go right through and through. Mikabal Tuma, then it's Mikabal Tuma. Vim Lav, if it doesn't have that knot, it doesn't have the ability to hold anything, a Mikabal Tuma, then it's not a clean. 
But since it has a purpose, yes, the purpose might be it might be an illegal purpose on Shabbos, but it's a kli. Just like a needle is, is illegal, but it's a kli. So this is a kli, I could stir things with it, and therefore I can move it on Shabbos. If I need its place, or I need to use that stick to hit my child, whatever it is. I might. At the end of the day, the stick is just a piece of wood. And a, a simple piece of wood is not, cannot receive tumor. It has to be like a sack. And a sack could carry things. So, so too, this wood has to be able to lift something. To, you have to be able to put something in there. It should be able to keep it in there. Says the Gemara, This is like, not a great example, but like an oil dipstick. You put it in, and then you pull it out. Now you look, the dipstick is on the outside. This, you look inside. Since it has a cup, it contains some of this oil. And you look closely, is this real oil, less oil? Can I bring it to the press or not? So it actually holds liquids. Oh, holds liquids, it's a kli, it's not a pshuti Now it's like a cup. Mikabal tuma. Says the Mishnah, Rabbi Yossi, Oymer, Kol ha-kelim nitolin, Chutz mena masur ha-godoyl, V'yossi we have the very large saw. Yeah, you guys also. That is called a muksa machmas chesarinkis. Says Rabbi Yossi, I don't hold of muksa at all, almost. Besides this idea of muksa machmas chesarinkis. Here's another, this is the machresha. If you look on the bottom, it has a blade. You see that? I, I try to paint it in gray. Yeah, a gray blade that goes into the ground that you plow with. Nobody lets anyone use that. That's not, a, that's not something you're using. That's a very special kli. I have to make sure I can use it for my farm. Those are chesar and kiss. Don't touch it. Omer of Nachman. So, the idea is, it's not just these two kalim. Any kli that's muktzah, machmas, chesar and kiss, is Rabbi Yossi, is muktzah. I can't move it. Everything else, Hammers, drills, screwdrivers, klisha malachti You're allowed to move on Shabbos. A new, a new man But chisarin kiss is really bad. So now the Gemara adds a couple of things to, or more than a couple. The article translates as a launderer riddle. I think it's, it's, I think based on what they're saying, it's like the tube, you know, the, the drum of a washing machine has little holes in it. So they had something like that. They would rub their clothes on it. Or they would put fragrance underneath it. Whatever they did with it, not something that I let my kid play with. A tanner's knife. A butcher's knife. Right? If you're a butcher, this is your tool. You're not, you're not bringing it to the Shabbos table to cut challah with it. You use it only in your butcher shop. So, Here's the chatzino denagare. It's some sort of tool that the carpenters use, again, they're all they're all in the same category as this blade of a plow. Says the Gemara, how did it work? There were actually four, people don't, they always ask, what happened? Where did Muxa come from? Everything was allowed to be touched on Shabbos until Hanani and Chachali came along Nehemiah ben Chachali, sorry, Nehemiah ben Chachali came along and said 
people are being Mechal Shabbos. We got to do something. So he went to the other extreme. He said, everything is Osir. Even, even cups, everything, everything is Osir. Now, things that, like food stuff and Kisvi Kaidish, not. But everything, everything was Osir. Shloisha Kalim Nitalam Shabbos. And he allowed only three things to be moved on Shabbos. Machtsoy Shal Develo, the device that cuts the figs. Bezuam Alisron Shal Gdeiro. The ladle that takes off the foam from the top. In other words, a ladle. This sacking ketana shal gabi shulchan and a knife. I'm allowing you three kalim and that's it. Says the Gemara, hitiru v'chazru v'tiru v'chazru v'tiru. As they saw that Klai Yisrael is taking this thing seriously, it's like, it's like Corona almost. You know, like, no, no weddings. And then, okay, we'll let 10 people, 50 people. We see that you're careful with the mask. Okay, we'll let, we'll. So, Nothing is mutter, then they, they started being matter. Now there's going to be a big machloikas between Abayin Rava, what exactly they allowed, what the steps were. And there's a big nafkamin al halacha on the final step, because according to Abayin Rava, there's completely different things all the way to end. Until they said, these two items in our Mishnah are no good. Let me show you real quickly what I put together after 7 o'clock. I'm not exaggerating. After 7.05. So it might not be the most beautiful thing. What we have here, I don't know if somebody can put it on the screen. In the beginning, Abayah says they allowed something that you're allowed to do. The, the, it just says, in, if you're looking in OneDrive, it says Tavla. Okay, because I didn't even have time to, uh, to save it. They said if the kli is like a cup, you're allowed to use it if you need it for a purpose. And Rav, and, and, and Rav says no. They even allowed letzorich mekoymoy. Gufoy mekoymoy go together. In other words, if, I need to, if it's on, sitting on my table, I can pick it up and put it on the side. Mekoymoy. Then the second zeri came along. Abayah says, klishim alachti laheter. You see, I couldn't even fit in Abayah right. What Rav already said they were matter, says Abaya, no, that took a, a few years. They allow now, they did now they allow even to use the place. And Rav says, no, they allowed a third step we never discussed, to save my item from the sun. From the, I don't need to use the item, I don't need the table, but I want to save my item. Then the third zero. They allowed all of a sudden, according to Abaya, a hammer, if I have a purpose, to crack a coconut. And Rava says, they go together. Gufa and Mekami go together, you can't divide them. So they allowed a, a coconut, they also allowed, if a hammer is sitting on your table, let's say you want to go to sleep, it happens all the time, you have a cell phone on your bed. If, it's that, if a cell phone is pick it up, move it on the side so I can go to sleep. That's the Tzarek Mekami. And finally, uh, they allowed, according to Abaya, that you could lift it with two hands, and according to Rava, two people. So we have a major nafkamina here. Th- this is a big nafkamina. How big is this kli that we're allowed to move? According to Rava, it's enormous. Two people could lift it. According to Abaya, only two hands. And then we have a big nafkamina if they allowed Litzorich Mikhaimai by Klishim Malachtelisim. According to Rava, Gufoy Amikhaimai. According to Abaya, just Gufoy. Let's see inside. They only allowed gufay, but not mekoymay. And then the second time around, they added 
the makam, that if the kli is on your chair, you're allowed to take it off your chair. So now, they, now we're going to the next step. The next level is like a hammer. And they said only if I need to crack open a coconut. But not if I need it. If it's on your chair, you leave it on the chair the entire Shabbos. You can only move with one hand if it's very light. If it's heavy, no. Until he said, you could carry everything, move everything. It says that it's mutter. They made a heter. What's the difference? Why are you, why are you breaking up gufay makaymay? If I can use it to crack open a coconut, I can move it off my chair. The first step was together. Both of them. It wasn't two gzeris, like, like Abayi says. In one gzeri, they said, you let him move it even. So, what was the second gzeri? In other words, not a gzeri to take away, to give back. And they said, in a yeah, in a klishim lachti laheter, I'm allowed to move it to save it from the sun. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, melachti laheter, mechamal itself. This guy. V'chazer v'tiru dovish melachti liisur. And then another step, they started adding in things. They said, okay, now you could even use a hammer on Shabbos. L'tzarich gufai u'l'tzarich mekaymayin. If I needed to crack open a coconut and I need to get it off my table, mechamal itself. But don't move it. To save it from the heat. So now he doesn't say He says two people. You're allowed to move it. Should we do two more lines or it's way too late? Stop right now. Okay. Noam, please give us some tehillim. Have us all in mind, and the, the chaylam that we have in our Yisrael, over a thousand cases a day, they should all be healthy. We shouldn't hear any more tsar. We should be able to learn Torah in the Bismedrish. you mute yourself? What is going through and through? Oh, okay. I hear I, I hear everybody through Yeshua Aaron Price's phone. My my computer's giving me problems again. Simon Cohen, Shama 
It's been a while, no? We gotta be mischazik, reboy say chizuk. Where's your phone? Huh? You prefer me at home? Okay. Good. All right. Listen, Rabbi said you can all unmute yourselves, I believe. Um, yeah. Push. But you know how to do it. And, 